0: perfect
1: Christian life podcast with Joy and Hannah. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Not So Perfect Christian Life with Hannah and Joy and tonight we've got another good one for you. It's taking captive every thought and Some of you might just sort of hear that and be like, yeah, okay, I know know what's going to be discussed. Others of you might feel like, what on earth? Um, Either way, don't (laughs) worry, because we are just going to talk about it. So hopefully by the end, you'd know. If you don't know by the end, I suppose that's more of an issue, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We failed. We definitely failed, if that's the case.
1: (laughs) But I'm going to hand over to Joy on this one, because I know, Joy, that you do a lot of um, stuff in prison, on this, and you've done courses in the past around this as well. So, I'm sure other people listening in maybe have done courses around this. Um, maybe even non-Christian material here or there. Yeah. There's a lot about well-being in general out there, isn't there? So over to you joy i'd love to know more about what you do in prison and the courses that you've run
0: yeah great i loved at the beginning that you said that it was going to be a really good podcast i was thinking no no pressure <laughs> yeah, it's not all probably on better you. than you saying yeah, probably better <laughs> than you saying this is going to be a terrible one <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. um, That
1: is my thought. I've taken captive joy. I just have decided it's going to be a good. You've shown it
0: so well. We don't need to do any more now. You've just embodied (laughs) it perfectly. Demonstrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So taking captive every thought has been so vital for me. I think last year when I started to do that myself in my own personal life. Um, because I felt God to start speaking to me, as we've mentioned a lot about um, the the thoughts that were going through the, my mind, particularly like worrying or anxious or fearful thoughts, and I felt God lead me to a book which is written by an amazing guy called David Holden called Battle for mm. the Mind. Yeah, and in it he's he's Christian and he's talking from a Christian perspective about basically the importance of our minds and. Um, sort of how we deal with them and how we do take captive every thought um, and how we're not passive in it. Because I think mm. I hadn't really thought, even though like taking captive every thought is an active process, like I hadn't really thought about being active in my mind as it were of like manning what comes in and goes out and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, And so as I started to do that in my own life, God really began to change the way that I thought and would often really help me with this process. And then I felt like him speak into the fact that actually this would be a really valuable process for the people that I'm meeting in prison as a prison chaplain. yeah, Uh, Because for a lot of them, um, they have very difficult thought lives and behaviours and just don't really know what to do with. With them, and their coping mechanisms with their thoughts are very damaging and harmful, yeah and so actually God's speaking into that place of going if we can if we can look at their thoughts, if we can shine a light on their thoughts, which it sounds really uncomfortable, but actually can be incredibly freeing because you're bringing God into that place, whether they believe in him or not, you're shining light into a dark place and beginning to help them to look at their thoughts and look at what it means to take their thoughts captive, even when they don't realize that's a biblical phrase, but that's what you're encouraging them to do. And as I've done that with them and seen massive breakthrough with them in their thought life, And it's just been really helpful for me doing this course repeatedly myself. I'm more and more convinced at how vital it is. And I think sort of in society, we are waking up more to mental health and the importance of our minds and all of that. Um, But also just recognizing, I think, for me, that the Bible has stuff to say on it and that God is very, very present in our thought life and... Particularly if we feel like our thought lives can be scary sometimes or can yeah. feel dark or yeah. can feel hopeless or all of that that that's yeah. a real place where the Spirit of God comes and shines his light on it and goes let I can help you with this, I can bring freedom in this and yeah, yeah that's just as a starting point, I guess really that this
1: is really important <laughs> <laughs> that's a good starting point. I like what you said yeah. about um you know, maybe the content might be Christian or not, but that there's wired into us, I think, isn't there? Like a truth about how the mind controls so much yeah. of our life, doesn't it? Like you mentioned behaviours. I think it does really like, I think it's the initiator of so much, isn't Absolutely. it? So depending yeah. on what our mindset is and our thoughts are, that then affects our emotions, our behaviours, mm. all those other things. So... I think you sort of said it really well without saying it, that if you want to change behaviours, if they're damaging to someone, then that's the place to go to. Like, what, exactly, is, what yeah. are those thoughts, what are those beliefs or values that that person holds that is meaning they're behaving like that? And often, again, I liked what you said about shining a light on it. I think I and others don't realise w- why we're doing what we're doing, do we? Sort yeah. Of, a little bit out of control and also not necessarily thinking about what we're telling ourselves on a daily basis yeah, it's just absolutely. sort of you know just tell myself this and i believe it don't sort of stop to question or oh, do i agree with myself there or and i think it can be quite damaging and negative and untruthful towards ourselves can't we um yeah so i'm sure we'll discuss that a little bit too what i thought as well I feel like I do this in quite a few of our conversations, but I just thought it was maybe (laughs) worth sort of defining the mind because I remember having this conversation with a friend a while ago and I think we got lost in translation because they obviously heard me say the mind and they immediately thought I was talking about cognition mainly. Um, And that's sort of like, thinking process and I absolutely think that that is part of that but I think in the bible the mind is broader than that as well I think the mind kind of contains elements of our soul spirit mingled in there and I think as well it sort of contains like a lot of our emotion and while there's definitely significant cognition like thinking um I don't just mean that when I'm talking about the mind I mean it is bigger than that I don't know if you kind of mean the same but it just struck me that's probably worth checking if we're talking about the same thing
0: yeah i it's funny i can see both sides of that i, I guess when i'm thinking about it more i tend to think more of the mind like thinking because then i think of the heart as sort of the seat of emotions yeah but then the soul is a really interesting one because yeah. I, I i it's re- quite difficult to define as to how that comes in yeah because where it some, is sometimes <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes God just almost feels like it's, he speaks to your soul. Yeah. And I'm like, that can include your heart and your mind, yeah. but can also sometimes bypass it. Yeah. And you just know something in your soul, a truth of God, that sort of feels like it's bypassed your mind or your heart, but you just know it deep in your soul. So, yeah, I, c- I can see both sides of it. I think the main thing I would say is that you're... Th- like this, what I always say to the um, prisoners is that your thinking affects your emotions. Yeah, definitely. Um, because agree you with can that. often find that um and so in that way sometimes your emotions can be a a helpful sort of red flag to what you're thinking yeah um because you can have people going i just not feel like i find this quite a lot in prison I'm just not feeling great i'm feeling really down i'm feeling really depressed or i'm feeling really fearful or and my always my my first question is so what are you thinking about like what are the thoughts going through your mind and for some people that's an easy question to answer yeah and for other people actually they just like I have no idea I just am feeling really down yeah actually when you begin to unpack that there are there are thoughts going on that are leading to those yeah those feelings but that's a long answer to I think just saying I can see both sides of it
1: yeah no I liked (laughs) it I think as well um it's interesting you say that because I think I've got that quite deeply ingrained in me, a similar idea of how things work based on kind of um or we spent a long time in it in church life, John, speaking about think feel do. And yeah, I could really see where he was getting that from from scripture. And also importantly, I could just see how that plays out and works in life so that is quite ingrained in me it's probably worth mentioning that as well so people know where I'm coming from of just that principle that you think something maybe it's true or not that then a deep thought or like a deeply embedded thought then comes out as an emotion yeah. which then impacts how you behave and maybe something maybe it doesn't start entirely in that order maybe like you do something sometime and it reinforces a sort certain thought which affects your emotions yeah but just that they work together they're distinct but they work together that think feel do um yeah dynamic and I just think you can so see that I can so see that in my own life as well it's just so hard to unpick isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah it is and I think right right from the outset, I would say that this for me in my own personal life was absolutely impossible or would have been absolutely impossible without the Holy Spirit as the wonderful counsellor. I mean, mm. I like, really counselling me mm. and the word of God so the Bible and also the voice of God that we've spoken about so many times. I mean, because the thing that I find remarkable about this is that you can have negative thought patterns that you're so over-familiar with that you no longer notice them, even if they're really destructive or really damaging or really harmful. And you can have this sort of rabbit-warren thinking. Yeah. And your brain just goes down that track in your brain, like, constantly. Mm -hmm. And you've never sort of recognised it. And that's why, you know, I... For me, I needed God to go like just almost alert me, mm-hmm. you know, and there are times in my life and I'm sure I've talked about it in podcasts before, but there are times in my life, certainly where God has sort of said to me, Joy, look, look, look at your thoughts mm-hmm. right now. Mm. And I could almost see them like going through my mind. Mm. And I'm like how have I not noticed this before but I'd got so over familiar with th- such negative thoughts
1: that I yeah. really needed the spirit of God to go look at Wait this a minute. look at this
0: this isn't yeah. this
1: isn't good. Yeah. I like how um Caroline Leaf I love her I know I've never mentioned her before Christian psychologist but I love how she talks about she's great talking on the mind. I would highly recommend listening to anything mm. she does talking about the mind. And then, um, like you've just described, she talks about those like um, tracks in the road, yeah. And how if you, w- when you are physically driving, there's a certain amount by which you just get steered along the course because it's yeah. already laid out so clearly. And the effort that it takes to twist the wheel and pull yourself out of those tracks yeah. is quite considerable, but it is possible. And then can, you can create whole new pathways of thinking that are so much better for you and so much more positive and I love like her research a lot of her early research I'm really sorry Caroline Leaf if I'm really misquoting you now or getting this all wrong but um she worked with um patients who were brain damaged and she that I think there was quite a lot of thinking that if your physical brain matter has been damaged to a certain degree that just sort of sets what is possible for you. But she took a very different approach and just said, oh, the mind is so powerful. I don't know that that's true. And so she did a lot of different tasks and research with lots of different people. And actually, um, she'd say how she's seen that the power of the mind and actually then changed their physical neurological state because created different connections in the brain. And despite there being damaged, it sort of rejuvenated what was there as physical brain mm. matter as well. And you just think that it's just quite remarkable, the power that we yield yeah. for good or bad in our own lives without holding anyone else, you know, responsible. Just we have so much potential power to dictate we do. so much of that. Yeah. I also want to throw in there, I was actually also really chatting to... um I've got this new weaving group on a Monday and there's a woman that um, comes along. She's doing it. She's from China originally. And she was talking though about how like a Western mindset is like a tunnel and quite like focused on, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to go in this direction where she said when she moved here, she found that really weird because the Eastern mindset that she was familiar with was that life happens to you and you're a passenger in it and I think there's elements of truth in both of that but I think yeah probably what appeals to me when we're talking about this like taking captive every thought is just the total positive hopeful potential for change yeah.
0: Absolutely. And that and and I think, you know, without wanting I often say to people, I don't want it to sound like a self-help thing when I'm going, no, you yeah. can change your mind, yeah. but um I but, you but I really do think that well, or for me, I'm like God can change your mind yeah, yeah, and help yeah. you like give you yeah. tools of how to to actually do this of take every thought captive which is, you know, a biblical verse. And pulling, like it says, pulling down any pretension that sets itself up against God. You know, because I think in all of this, it's about like, I want to know God's thoughts. Like, I want to know what he says about stuff. Because what he says is positive and true and life affirming and hopeful and encouraging and all of that. And so I think I want to spend less time thinking of things that are not God's thoughts. And more time really soaking in what he says, yeah, um, because it is absolutely vital. And and I think that we can spend so much time and energy focusing on things and thoughts that are so damaging and so harmful that we're either used to or that we don't even know, just feel so tangled up or we don't even know how to deal with them always scared to because that's the other thing here is i think you know talking about shining a light Mm. on something it exposes Mm. yeah um and and i think for a lot of us and i've been thinking about this more and more that we i i think there's quite a lot of worry in us about our minds yeah um i think a lot of people worry about their minds we we continually trying to keep more and more active and yeah. busy and yeah. fill our minds with more and more stuff and I think that one of the things for me that God really did was in exposing what was going on in my mind I sort of had a choice of am I going to look at it yeah am I going to allow the spirit of God to work on that stuff yeah. and sort of almost look at all that stuff that I'd hidden under the carpet yeah or am I going to keep it there and and not deal with it but I've found I, d- I definitely know for me that Um, the Holy Spirit can untangle this stuff in a way that you wouldn't be able to believe so if you're listening to this and you think oh but you don't know my thoughts and they seem really dark and they seem scary or I've been thinking these things all my life or I just don't know how I can deal with it well then I would say to you God absolutely can Mm. um, because I'm working with prisoners who don't even know what they think about God and are just desperate and they're Mm. like I don't want to think like this anymore Mm. but I don't know what to do with it Mm. and they and I often just say to them okay we'll pray just pray out of desperation and see what happens and mm. see how God comes in and just sort of deals so gently with you in it and yeah. works through with it yeah because um, I must just say I wanted to share this really cool testimony yeah, of a woman who doesn't who I was doing this course with in prison and didn't know what she believed about God and one of the tasks we get them to do which might sound a bit crazy but is to write down all the negative thoughts that they're thinking, and they're often quite um, repetitive. Mm. And it's not to sort of cause them harm, it's actually to help them to catch them, recognise them, and then get them out. Yeah. Um, And so she'd written down these two pages, and she... And as she looked at them she was horrified because she's like I didn't even realize that these were all going through my brain Aww. and it was it was absolutely horrendous stuff you know about not no one loving her her life not being worthwhile that she shouldn't be here all of this stuff and it was mm. awful it was awful and at the end of it you know I said to her how do you feel like reading that And she said "I can't believe that like that's been going through my brain yeah. for so long and then she sort of read them out because we get them to just get them out like speak them out and Mm. then just often find that they lose their power because they're not going around their mind anymore they just get them out this and this woman just read them and she said i'm only going to read a few but (laughs) she just started and she couldn't stop and she got to the end of it and she was shaking and she was but she was like she just looked incredulous because she's like i I feel so much lighter
1: Aww. and
0: she's like I can't get over how light I feel yeah. um because all this stuff that has been dragging me down and she said and I came into this room and I had a really bad back and I could barely walk and she's like I'm just just not in pain anymore and she's like maybe I was just I've just been carrying all of that <laughs> yeah, stuff for so long like
1: poison
0: I, I know and yeah. I saw her a week later and I was like oh how are you doing and she's like I've this week has been amazing. She's like, I've never felt so light. Like s- things have changed in my mind. And because I got her to go away then and write down the opposite of all of those harmful yeah, things. That she yeah. did, and just sort of dwell on them and think about them. And she's like, I've just felt so light. And she said, you know, I never, I never really knew what I thought about God before, but now I'm really starting to see that he, he could be there and oh, he's helping me. And it was just amazing was to see before you, like, yeah, wow, God can work in this. Yeah. And even though she didn't know what she thought about him, yeah. like, and it was so tangled up and so dark and so terrifying, her thoughts. Yeah. And yet God just dealt with them, like yeah so easily and she was just like she said to me for the first time I feel like I can see light oh that's Um, wonderful and so you think this is what it is like this is the power of it like this is what God's
1: wanting to do you know which is amazing isn't it yeah definitely and I think that demonstrates I really want to don't let me forget I really just want to mention about um trauma but I think what you've just said so demonstrates doesn't it that there is a truth of and a freedom in taking captive your thoughts, regardless of what you think about God. And like you've described there, you encouraged her to say what is opposite of all those things she was believing. But then I also think, and I imagine that we would talk about a bit is um, it does matter that it's true too. So we're not talking about, and that's where the element of like God and what does he say about us and who does he say we are is so, significant and important because we're not talking about wishful thinking or deluding yeah. ourselves that things are something that they're not um and I I imagine we'll talk a bit more about that but before we do I really I don't want to forget to just like you were saying um that I think the mind can do really funny things to us as well and can work in a really funny way so I've got a friend who I really love and respect and um, their, their mind just just sort of shut down to certain things that then they've started remembering years later. And it's all, it's all related to very, very deep trauma. But I just think yeah. it's just fascinating how the mind can do that and how it can yeah. sort of shut down what is too painful to look at until a time that it's yeah. okay, okay to look at it. But I also think as well, like I just want to, out of respect for her like just acknowledging that some people have been through such horrendous evil that you can really understand why they're terrified to go there why they're terrified to explore certain thoughts because if they look at it it may well result in you know serious panic attacks like yeah, like all sorts of stuff that they're terrified of happening in their life. Um, can't think of any of the words for the things that I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, it is a very powerful thing the mind, isn't it? And so, no, I don't think either we're sort of advocating a gun ho approach either, are we? Where we're like, well, just get it all out, all like, just get it all out, whatever's there. Like, I think sometimes people do need to be really careful and cautious isn't quite the right word, but just take it slow um Mm. and just address it but just take it at a pace that is manageable for them because if there's deep deep trauma there I think it's just got to come out a little bit at a time and bit by bit and be totally changed yeah I just want to some people are amazing aren't they I've never had to confront trauma like that in my own life and I just find it quite Mm. remarkable how people are really prepared and work so hard on trying to turn life around They're Christians too, what I've got in mind is Christians. So I think, like you were saying, the Holy Spirit is so wonderful and such a great counsellor. He kind of knows how to lead you into what to look at first. So you're not on your own in it either. It's not like this daunting task and you don't know where to start. He's so capable at sort of showing this is an important feature. We'll get to the rest. And then let's look at this next. This is another important one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, I often when I'm doing
0: this course with the prisoners, I use the image of um, a house, like getting, getting them to think about their front door and how, you know, when you stand at your front door, you're quite careful about what you who you let into your house.
1: Yeah. So I get them to
0: imagine like someone coming to your yeah. house that um, you don't like. Um, you know, whenever you're with them, they're horrible to you. They're unkind. They say mean things. And if they came and said to you, oh, can I come into your house? You'd be like, no, not really. Yeah. I don't. Like, And then, you know, get them to imagine, you know, someone who's um, who they love, who they're friends with, who always speaks encouraging words, who cares about them. And they say, can I come into your house, you know, and you say, yeah, all right. yeah." Yeah. And then you have someone else turn up who's a robber. And comes to your house and goes, can I come in? I'm going to cause chaos. I'm going to mutt your house up.
1: Yeah. And,
0: of course, we wouldn't be like, sure, come in. We're like, no, clearly I'm not going to let you into my house. Yeah. And that sort of idea of, like, that, our front door, like, being our mind. Like, but so often we can so easily sort of let or let in those ransacking thoughts that come in or the negative ones that come in and the ransacking ones for me I always use the example of like the the what if ones and the catastrophizing ones and the how will I cope ones because Mm. all of those ones are so loaded Mm. and then they bring with them all these other sort of all this fear and anxiety and despair and all of it yeah and I think that the hopeful thing is that for me, I've got Jesus at like my front door with me. Yeah. You know, it's just not just me standing there on my own. Yeah. And there are times where I've I would almost let something in, and I felt God go, no, yeah. this one isn't true. Yeah. Um, and you know, there I, there was definitely a time for me where I was at at the supermarket, and I really remember it vividly, where I started to just feel really panicky and despairing yeah. like in a moment it just suddenly felt like a wave come over me
1: yeah
0: and I just stood in the middle of the aisle being like oh my goodness what's just happened and I felt God really clearly say to me Joy just look at catch that thought a minute that is going through your mind and it was a like it was a really harmful one mm. um and I was like oh my goodness like even though I'd been I'd been doing this stuff in my life I hadn't caught that one and it mm. And I suddenly was like, oh, okay, God. And I sort of handed it over, as it were, and was like, I'm not thinking about that and spoke some truth to myself. But that was an example of where like him on my front door, as it were, was much more strict about what was coming in and out. I'd sort of like out of over familiarity, this let this harmful thought in and then started to affect my feelings and made me feel really panicky. Yeah. And it was God going, no, no. We're not having this one. Yeah. Um And like, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it without him because, um, because I can't, like, I can't always see with clarity. He can yeah. see everything. Yeah. And, it, and also for me, sometimes it looks so dark, like my thoughts can look so dark. And scary, and yet we know that to God, like even the dark isn't darkness to Him.
1: Yeah.
0: And so He can see it all, and He's not terrified by it. He's not overwhelmed by it. He's not like, how are we ever going to sort this out? Like He's like, okay, well, this is where we start, and yeah. like you said, we do a bit at a time, yeah. and and you just sort of do it. As the Holy Spirit guides you and brings different things up. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's always hope filled, isn't it? Which oh, is so, so vital. Much.
1: Yeah, so much his voice is hope itself. <laughs> isn't it yeah. showing about to say it? I'm yeah, like, that is just it. Is, it, is, it is. Yeah. And it is love itself and it is peace itself. So when he's speaking truth, it's just life-giving, isn't it? Um, I really I like that analogy of the house. I've not heard that one before. Is that but is that in Dave Holden's book? No, that was just one that God gave to me. Oh, that is a really helpful one. I like that one because I also like it um because I love the analogy of the robber, because like we've sort of we've talked a little bit about before, haven't we? How the Bible describes our adversary, the devil, yeah, who prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. And I think he's often yeah. so successful in doing that with yeah. sabotaging thoughts. And, you know, the Bible describes him as well as the accuser of the brethren. And yeah. how many times
0: mm-hmm. have all,
1: like I, you, I'm sure all of us had like those thoughts that are just like, oh, you didn't do that well. Like, oh, you've really yeah. messed that up. Like, oh, that's irredeemable. Oh, like that's, that's it now. Mm-hmm. That's always going to be like that. All those sorts of things, yeah. like just... You're guilt, guilt, you're guilty, you're guilty, you're guilty. There's no change. How yeah. and so which also um makes I can't remember her name, but it also makes me think about another woman that I've really appreciated on this topic. Um, I heard her interviewed on a Caroline Leaf podcast, but she was just talking about identifying the voices that you have and so she used the illustration of we all of us have like sort of three main voices really we have the BFF so that is that voice that kind of says to you like Oh, if you if you want a chocolate bar have a chocolate bar like you deserve it <laughs> have it go and treat yourself why not and it's that voice of kind of you know we'll just agree with you or like pander mm. to you let you kind of get what you want which sounds like it's a nice thing but it could actually be really damaging and unwise and then we yep. have she calls it the manga how we all have this monger voice that is just kind of like so self-deprecating and sort of so negative towards ourselves. So it would be a chocolate bar, you can't eat that. You've already had some crisps today and aren't you trying to lose weight and you're going to eat that and put on weight and like you always do and it just goes on and on and on. I'm mm-hmm. Again, probably revealing quite a lot of my historical... <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> whereas she calls it i think her book is called the happier place i can't even see it on my shelf so i can't check that but um or the happier way or something like that but she talks about like learning this voice which i suppose is like the voice of god isn't it it's not kind of either of those it has truth in it so it won't yeah. deceive you like it might say to you You can have that chocolate bar if you want, but is it really what you want? Does that fit with your longer term goals or your, you know, it's the voice of kind of wisdom in between those two extremes. And again, like, I mean, wisdom is just, very underrated in our society isn't it but I know for me I really I want to grow in wisdom I want to grow yeah, in kind of absolutely making really wise choices um so I quite like that was quite helpful to me at the time I got once she'd set that framework I could really identify where I was kind of listening to that monger voice or listening to that BFF voice and sort of being able to identify those thought patterns and like your analogy as well if you can identify what's coming in or what's going on I think it's much more possible to then do something about it otherwise you're just not really sure where to start are you but if you're like That's the sort of thing the devil would say to me. Or if you could be like, oh, Mm. that's the sort of thing my monger voice is saying to me. It's just easier then to capture it and to do something with it.
0: Yeah. And so I guess, you know, we we've titled it Taking Thoughts Captive. So I guess for me, when I'm thinking about taking thoughts captive, it's halting it in its... Stride yeah. almost yeah. when that thought comes in. Yeah. The idea Assessing is, it. I think of for me is that you get really quick at doing it. So you know, another analogy we use is like planes coming into land, and the landing sort of signifies you're dwelling on them. Mm. Um, and the idea is that you know maybe when you start doing this, you're like, man, that plane's landed. We're now dwelling on that harmful thought. But as you get better at it, you sort of your turning them around much quicker yeah um so you sort of see them coming like you're like air traffic control almost and like you see them coming and you're like nope off you go we're not having this yeah um and at the beginning and even when they've sort of landed in your brain when you're dwelling on them you can still then deal with them it just feels harder because then you're it feels like you're having to wrench your brain out from that yeah. Like negative place yeah. But I know for me I've really seen progress in this As I've done it That now I can spot thoughts coming And I'm like nope And spot familiarity yeah. of them as well And thinking yeah. nope not having that And so I guess for me It's sort of like grabbing it in my mind And going nope I'm not thinking about that Yeah, And it's not true Because that's the yeah. other thing I think is often the case Is that most of the time it's lies It's not true Yeah, Stuff that you're thinking about or yeah. the stuff that comes in or sits with you. Yeah. And then and then you're sort of not just getting rid of it. You for me also the process it's important for me is then I speak I'm speaking truth to myself, you know. So yeah. if I'm for example if I'm worrying about like my husband's currently away on a, a business trip, and I was worried about being on my own um and looking after the kids on my own and so that thought comes in of like how are you gonna manage yeah what, how, you're gonna you know you're not gonna be yeah yeah, it's <laughs> gonna go badly and you're gonna be like you're gonna be really stuck and the kids are gonna be a nightmare and I'm like oh there's a, quite a lot of like negative thoughts in there and then that sort of how are you gonna cope that feels like a ransacking one for me yeah and so immediately I'm like right I'm on it so then I'm sort of grabbing those and going no that's not truth those are yeah. Yeah. lies yeah and then I'm what I'm doing then is speaking the word of God to myself of like God promises that he'll never leave me or never forsake me and as I do that as I speak that truth to myself i f- I find that those other thoughts just sort of go because yeah. the word of God is so true and so right and so unwavering in its truth as well yeah. it can go up and down depending on fads or moods or whatever it's just so solid and so true that I find as I speak that to myself faith arises fear and anxiety go Mm. and I'm like I'm not dwelling on that stuff anymore Mm. I'm dwelling on truth and positivity Mm. and also like you said not just positive thoughts not like it will be okay you know sometimes when I if people ever say to me oh it will be okay I feel like going how Why? (laughs) Why should it be? You know what I mean? Like, that's not like, I'm like, I really need biblical truth in this. Because when I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to cope with this? And what am I going to do about that? And when those, those things come in and can feel like so overwhelming in your mind, you know, fear and anxiety, I know, can feel so overwhelming. Yeah. I need the absolute, like, spirit of God, word of God to like cut through it like a sword and go... No, no, this is nonsense and this is what's true. Like, the word of God is true.
1: Yeah. I really feel like, I had this open, I really feel like you've just sort of, this is uh, what the Bible Romans 8. That will describe it better. (laughs) No, it's just... I No, no, no. No, it will though, definitely. Let's go to the Bible. That's definitely going to describe it better.
0: I'm quite happy to um, to humble myself before the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, so it says in (laughs)
1: Romans 8, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, there's no yeah. good in it. That's that's my add-in. um. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And so I just, yeah. that leads in quite well as well. I was just thinking about, you know, we've talked a lot about identifying and recognising and taking captive those negative thoughts. But actually I think a significant way that that is done is just not even dwelling or giving them any time, having something so much better to think about that it's just not mm. really an issue which I I think is described there and then I also love like Philippians I'm gonna read it I'm sure like a lot of people know this one Philippians 4 8 finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think on these things and I I just, I yeah. um, what's not to love about that? I just love yeah. that. And I just love that is so true in life, isn't it? The way to kind of like overcome negative thoughts or to kind of redirect where we're spending our energy yeah. in life is to dwell on what is wonderful. And then there's no headspace for what isn't. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah. And I love that as well, because, again, that just feels so positive and hopeful and it's you know like I think it is true in life that trying to stop doing something it doesn't then help to dwell on that thing because yeah you just think about it more don't you and you're kind of like trying to I'm going to stop doing this I'm going to stop doing this I'm going to stop doing this and then you realize you've spent half an hour thinking about this that you yeah. yeah. just much better if you were to stop that right fine I'm going to think about I'm going to think about you over there um, yeah. think about you over there you over there until that is what fills your mind <laughs> yeah um, absolutely and you're literally retraining your brain yeah aren't you? yeah new um, because ways. you're sort of
0: teaching it to go down that new tire track in yeah. your in your brain yeah and in the same way that your negative thought patterns haven't just got there like because you've thought them once it's been a habit it can be a habitual thing whether you've yeah. realized it or not you've then got to create habitual like truthful positive way of thinking that your yeah. mind then more goes
1: there yeah. yeah Um that does take time and effort doesn't it I had um does yeah I had a patch today where I was thinking about a situation I was thinking about it because I needed to think about how to deal with it like what to do next so it did need a yeah. little bit of thought but after a while I was like oh now I'm just I can feel myself I'm just in this cycle mental cycle now of kind of like and that annoyed me and that annoyed me (laughs) it's just like no good is gonna come out of this I need to try and think of something positive Jesus and try to think of something so and I started trying to tell myself like oh what are the things that I really love that you've done recently Jesus and like oh just try and distract myself with anything around me that felt good And try and shift my gaze. And it did work, but it did take quite a bit of effort because I was quite enjoying my pity party. I was a bit reluctant to leave it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I also think we don't... the thing that's happened for me is that as God's exposed the negative ways of thinking I now like which is really good can't go back to them without really being like oh I don't like this I really really don't like this because you know I think I've said in another podcast you know that I'd prayed and said to God I need you to make fearful thoughts absolutely abhorrent to me yeah like because I've sat with them for so long and not realized them I don't want to I don't want to be like that anymore. Yeah. Um and and that and he's answered that prayer now. So when yeah. sort of I can feel myself feeling fearful and my mind is filled with so many fearful thoughts, it's horrible now. It's like something that I'm like I, do I want to get this out. Like whereas before, like a couple of years ago, I would have just sat with that without realizing it and just gradually started to feel like really anxious or worried or fearful about something. Whereas now actually I find myself going get it out. I don't want to be any this to be anywhere near my mind um Mm. I want to be filled with peace and joy and hope you know hope is we I desperately want hope in my mind my mind to be filled with hope and truth. truth yeah and not to be deceived like that's why yeah. i often pray it's like god don't i don't want to be deceived i don't want to be believing stuff that's nonsense or that's lies or that's like the enemy just trying to pick at me like i don't i don't want to be deceived i want to know truth yeah. and you know i love how god says like you will know the truth and the truth will set you free yeah, um, yeah. and when the spirit comes he he will bring truth and you're like yeah. well i've got the spirit of god living in me so it means I can know truth and I've absolutely known him guiding me in truth and also sort of alerting me when I'm believing stuff that's not true.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I really like, oh, by the way, uh, the word I was trying to search for and could not find is flashbacks. (laughs) When I was talking about trauma, I was like, you know, when people can have like such powerful flashbacks and they feel like they're actually in that situation that they were. And that has annoyed me. But now i've remembered it um <laughs> but i really like what you've said there i think even for people listening in so maybe they've listened to this and they've thought to themselves well what what do i do now i think you've laid out quite a helpful framework there of set aside a little bit of time write down what are the negative thoughts or what are some common thoughts that you have about yourself or you have about yeah. situations or what feels overwhelming to you? Or what yeah. is it that you feel like you can't do or achieve? Spend a bit of time doing that. And then like you said, write down what is the opposite of that? What are the opposite statements to that that are true? And then I was just thinking though, if we're sort of saying to people, maybe listening to this, there might be quite a few people that are like, well, I don't know what God says about me. I don't know what he says is true of me. Now I was just I mean, I was just thinking and I'd be intrigued to know what you would recommend, Joy, like what passages in the Bible are a good starter to go to to see what what does he think of me? What is true? And I would really recommend um, Psalm 139 just as a really great one full of truth of the fact that he's made us how he loves us, um, you know, and it's talking about people who've put their trust in him and believe him and have a relationship with him. So I suppose if that is not you or not someone listening, then there are other places that you could go to um, as well. But if, if you're a believer listening, then Psalm 139 is true of you. So that's a good one to start with. I don't know what you would. Would you recommend any particular passages or anything for... A good dollar. Romans eight. Romans eight. Yeah. Romans eight. I mean, Romans.
0: If you, you know, if you, if, if you're used to the Bible, go for Romans. Yeah. If you're not used to the Bible, then I'd be (laughs) like, read the Gospels, and by that I mean read either Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Yeah. Because you get a Jesus in that who is clear. Yeah. Who is um, truthful who is gentle who is kind who is mighty who is powerful and who comes to heal and restore yeah. and who you know who ultimately shows love by dying for us and you see that amazing Jesus and you come away thinking he can do anything yeah and so my mind however scary it might be to me he can help me with it. Even if you haven't completely sorted out what you think about him. And yeah. that's, the, that's the other yeah. thing. Like you don't, like, like, cause sense. even as we, us doing this podcast, I mean, yeah. as you will hear from listening to us, like we get it wrong all the time and God like graciously like works in our lives and sorts stuff out. And, you know, and I've seen that many people that are like, they don't know what they think about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, half of the stuff we've talked about, but there's a desperation there and they're like, I need help with this. I don't know how to deal with these thoughts God would you help me yeah and um and he can help you yeah yeah um so yeah but I definitely do recommend the battle for the mind book
1: yeah by David Holden yeah and I recommend Caroline Leaf her podcast (laughs) that seems like a good place to finish doesn't it Joy definitely yeah great Well, thank you all for listening,
0: and um, we will be back again soon. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at thenotsoperfectchristianlife.com.